to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts for today, Kat McCain. And I'm Aaron Schneider. Today's guest is Peter Dodgen, Asset Management Program Manager at Core Headquarters. Thanks for joining us here today, Peter. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. For today's episode, we're going to showcase the Asset Management Program. But before we get into that discussion, let's get to know our guest, Peter. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role within the core as it relates to asset management? Sure. Yeah, I, I started out with the core about 25 years ago. I came in as an environmental compliance professional in Lakes and River Division, got into, into the planning business, you know, developing new, new assets for the agency. Came up through plan formulation, and then later in my career moved over to the operating some of those facilities that are out there on the landscape, and I did that for a few years in recreation, natural resource recreation, and ultimately in a technical support policy role over the, the entire operations role at a district level. My asset management experience for in terms of portfolio management uh, outside of the core, I was uh, Navy CB for a number of years, and so I got the asset manager from the mechanic on up to a fleet manager for equipment in the Navy. Ultimately got involved because of that experience I was asked to help headquarters develop the maintenance management improvement plan back in 2013 which got me involved in the program and I've been involved ever since and so currently I'm, I'm leading the program which involves about 35 individual projects, 35-40 depending on, on the day ongoing projects with teams all over the country developing uh, improvements to our asset management system. That's a very interesting background. As a planner myself, I always like to see where planners can go with the course. I'd love to see how your career has developed. And as Aaron mentioned, we are going to showcase the asset management program today. So the Corps serves the nation by providing vital engineering services and capabilities in support of the national interests. Uh, as a steward of the fourth largest asset portfolio, the core takes a, a strategic approach to how we maintain and repair these assets through the core asset management program. So, Peter, what is asset management all about? Hey, that's a really good question. That, that is a fair question. I get that all the time. And what, that's a product of the fact that the, within the Corps of Engineers, we do asset management, and folks who are particularly on the operations and maintenance side of the house, they have large assets uh, in front of them every day that they manage, and they sometimes wonder, what's the difference? You know, aren't we already doing that? And when you think about the sort of the internationally recognized understanding of asset management, this, this idea of leveraging the, or coordinating the financial and operations and maintenance factors to derive value or optimize value from assets, your folks are fair to wonder, aren't I already doing that? And to a large extent, we are. Uh, we, we do a pretty good job in the core. Certainly at a facility level, we do a good job. But the reason asset management is a thing, the reason it's developed in the Western world is because organizations are complex and our facilities are complex. I'll give you a quick example. You know, what's it all about? So if you look at the, at the life cycle of a typical core facility, we plan it. We do some engineering and design, we do plans and specs, we construct it, and then we operate and maintain it for an indeterminate life cycle. And the folks on that operation and maintenance, that indeterminate life cycle, they recognize that they're doing asset management. I imagine in some respects within the ENC community there's some recognition and within planning there is to some extent as well. However, the decisions that are made in planning 
while they're, they're aware of an O&M cycle, they're aware of a construction, they're aware of a design, there's disconnects between the planning and the design. And there's dis disconnects between the design and the construction. And there's disconnects between construction and operation. And even within operation and maintenance, there are disconnects. And that's because what we do is complex. The facilities themselves are complex. The systems that these facilities are designed to affect, say flood risk management or, or navigation, these systems are complex. And so we are specialized as an agency. We're not the only one. The, the asset management exists in the Western world because there's a lot of complex organizations. And as we get complex and we specialize into ENC and into planning and into, into uh, various functional offices or regional offices or district offices or facility level offices with those focuses, it becomes difficult to integrate across functions and across regions. Certainly at a portfolio level, we struggle. And so asset management is designed to provide tools, management, management paradigms basically, that allow us to bridge and reintegrate across that complexity. That's what it's all about. So we, you know, we don't have to hang our head and feel like we haven't been doing asset management, but we really haven't been doing it on a world-class scale because we, we required some deliberate actions to integrate across all those levels of complexity that I was describing. So I've heard that the core has like $250 billion worth of assets in the ground, which it seems like there's a, a large range of projects here from locks and dams to smaller facilities. And then we hear about like the, the nation's crumbling infrastructure and challenges to that. Like how does asset management play into that? So I guess the, the question really is like, when we talk asset management, are you talking only big stuff or little stuff or everything in between? Yeah, it's a good question. So, the need, asset management is, when, when you talk about an asset, what is an asset, right? That, I guess that's the first question people ask. It's anything that provides value to the agency, okay? That can be intellectual, that can be human resources, but the asset management program in the Corps of Engineers is focused on the physical assets because we have other systems. We have other management systems that deal with information and that deal with human resources, but not so much with the physical infrastructure. So we're focused on physical infrastructure, and, and it starts from the component. It goes from the component to systems, systems to facilities. And generally our facilities are designed to provide a separable unit of benefit or value uh, within our portfolio. But then we also have asset management requirements or, or management approaches that are across the portfolio that take multiple facilities and look at how we derive value, value from that portfolio of facilities. So it really is from very small component level motors and, and, and arms and, and gears and gearboxes all the way up to portfolios of, of facilities. Peter, just to follow up, can you talk a little bit about like the infrastructure challenges? You know, like I mentioned, we heard about, you know, crumbling infrastructure, but how does asset management, you know, really try to help the core move into the future and keep these assets in, in good operating condition? Good question. So the asset management program in the Corps of Engineers, if you talk to folks out in the enterprise that, and they hear about asset management, a lot of them think about the program in just that way. That's sort of the premier expression or manifestation of the asset management program today, and that is condition assessments. We, we lead the agency's condition assessment program. It, it takes place and it's conducted by a number of functions. It's cross-functional, which is the way it should be, but the asset management program sort of provides the smoothing and rounding and the, and the oversight of this activity across the enterprise. And what we do is we, we go out and we assess the condition of 
these components that I'm describing. So you've got motors, you've got gearbox, you've got hydraulic pumps, you've got uh, steel structures, all sorts of components, and, and they fit together in systems. But risk is generated by the, you know, components in poor condition. I think that this isn't rocket science. If the alternator in your car is whining, then you have a, a real potential for failure of that vehicle. And there are methods, we're getting better at this, but there's methods to actually do predictive analysis and say, hey, if you're getting this kind of a signal from a particular component, you can expect failure on this kind of a, a horizon. We're not quite there yet, but we are, we are deliberately assessing condition. We roll that out through various methods at to facility level, and then we speak to the facility condition. And when we say, hey, the infrastructure is crumbling, we can, we can put pen to paper on that. We can say in this way, in these locations, we expect failure to express in these kind of uh, systems or these kind of components across the uh, portfolio. So with that, it's crazy to see, like, all the stuff that we're tracking, you know, from big to small and just the tracking of everything. That sounds like that would be a big challenge because I know for myself when I try to even track monitoring that needs to be done on a project, it's very easy to lose track of what needs to be done when. So with asset management, what has been some of the biggest challenges to implementing the program? Well, you know, in, in the context of the condition assessment program, is that, which is what I was describing there a moment ago, one of the big challenges is like you described, you, you roll this out across the enterprise with hundreds of thousands of components that need to be assessed. I mean, that's, I'm not exaggerating. And, and hundred, across hundreds of facilities, you've got hundreds of individuals doing these assessments. And so one of our challenges is to deal with the subjectivity when, when you assess the condition of something, there's, there's a certain measure of subjectivity to that. And we have professionals, we have human beings doing this. And we, you know, we're all honest. Well, we aren't all honest, but we expect people to be honest, right? And, but even honest, good faith actors have a different subjective point of view. And we, and so one of our challenges in the condition assessment program is how do we smooth that? How do we provide reference scales so that analysts and assessors in one area that are maybe a little more risk averse can be smoothed and provide consistent assessment ratings so that ultimately ends up in a rating to folks in another area who maybe are, are less risk averse and, and might feel like, ah, oh, that facility's in better condition just because they, they're not quite as sensitive to risk. So that's a big problem is dealing with sensitivity. It, it occupies a lot of our attention. Generally speaking, you know, just for our program in general, one of our big challenges is our hyper-functional nature as an organization. We are very functional, and, and a, a big part of what asset management does, we're, we're attempting to conform with the international standards as an agency. And in doing so, we, we need to bridge across uh, the, the functional elements a little bit, get some consistency. I mentioned hydraulic steel structures. That's an ENC-led condition assessment program, more, you know, more or less. And then there's, there's other condition assessment programs that are run out of operation. And a well-functioning asset management system, I'm not talking about an organization, I'm talking about an asset management system in USA Civil Works, for that to be well-functioning, you have to have some consistency across those functional divide, and we struggle uh, with that as an agency because we are we are so hyper-functional. We also have some some difficulty regionally. There's there's a lot of um, you know peculiarities uh, based on on the region of the country, the environmental conditions that we see there. Uh, we get value from from our assets in diverse ways. We get water supply values. We get hydroelectric generation value, we get flood risk management values, we get navigation values, 
And these are all clearly value streams in and of themselves, but when you compare one to another, it becomes extremely difficult. How do you compare a dollar of flood damages prevented to a dollar of navigation rate savings? It's very, they, they, they are not the same dollar. I mean, they're, they're both me measured in dollars. They use that unit of measure, but they're very different kinds of dollars, and you can't, you can't equate them. When we ultimately, uh, the asset management system needs to provide a way to, to value assets and to value investments across our portfolio, and our portfolio has extremely diverse assets delivering extremely diverse value streams. It's not like private sector where it's all profit. We don't have dollar for dollar, and though we might measure value in different contexts with dollar. That's one of our big struggles right now as, as, a, as a program. We're working to, to find a way to provide some sort of, you'll never have an absolutely common metric of measure because our systems are so diverse, but we need to provide some way that we can, we can crosswalk and we can say a dollar invested in a recreation asset here is more valuable. This is something anyone listening to this podcast is going to recoil when they hear this. When we get to the day that we can say this dollar of investment in recreation at this facility is more valuable to the agency and to the public than an FRM investment at this other facility. That's going to be a real, a real trick. Uh, when we get there, we'll, we'll have, have really done something for the public. Yeah, no, that's all really interesting. And the, the challenges that you face and really the diversity of not only the magnitude of assets that we have, but just the different business lines and those revenue streams and, and really how to, to balance where do does limited funding go? Which makes me kind of wonder, like, so for you, what does success of the program look like? Well, you know, the the agency is, I, I mentioned this a moment ago, and, and this is going to sound a little pedantic, but don't let that happen. Hear me out. We are attempting to conform to the ISO 55000, the international standards for asset management. And to the extent that we do that, that that's, those are going to be very, very tangible wins and successes in just our business practices. That's kind of an, a high-level measure of success. We've got some more tactical things. You know, we've got we've got to get our systems rendered. So I mentioned that we do that we look at components, we assess the condition of components, and that risk to our facilities is derived from component condition or com risk of, of failure of components, and that's true. But we don't have at this time solid systems engineering expertise applied to those components to connect them into systems to feed into facilities. We don't have that yet. And so those, that's a near-term win. We're going to know when we get there, uh, and, and it's something we can have in, in a year or two, and we're working on it right now with ERDIC and the, system, the Institute for Systems Engineering Research. So that's going to be a near-term win. The, there's a whole a branch of the asset management program that we call maintenance management. Some people recognize that. There's a lot of near-term wins in the maintenance management arena. And this is, this is really asset management when you're at the facility level. You know, you're trying to make investment prioritization decisions. You're trying to recognize where you get the most value at a facility. People do a great job of that now. We've got some internationally recognized practices that we're trying to bring into the Corps of Engineers to just make us, make us a little better at it. Uh, workflow practices at maintenance shops to, to help provide good maintenance control, the use of, the, the use of work orders, accountability for the, the priorities of the work orders that are there. 
getting our asset criticality get asset criticality sort of inventory at each facility so that so that we have consensus about what what the priority assets are at each facility. I mean, people kind of do this intuitively, but you, the international community has found a lot of efficiencies in in documenting that and using using some some standard practices. And so we're going to bring some of those into play in the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, so those are going to be some near-term successes. And I um, and we're advancing on that value uh, proposition that I was describing to you. We're this end of this year. We're going to have an inventory of all the metrics that the business line managers use today, so we can start seeing connections between different business lines. You're using the same metric. Maybe we can find a connection there. So we're going to start that work this fall. We uh, we finished the inventory of the business metrics this uh, fiscal year, so we'll start connecting that. Again, that's that's down the road. But there's, there's some near-term gains, like I described a moment ago, that, that keep everybody kind of motivated to move forward. And as a program manager, it's my job to sort of be glad that that's taking place, but to keep looking out uh, for the next win two years out or three years out. And I enjoy that. I, I do enjoy looking out in the future. That's the planner coming out in me. And I appreciate that. I love I love the two to three year outlook of where you what do you have to do today to get to where you want to be tomorrow. So glad someone is in charge looking up the looking at asset management in that in that way. Um, but we are nearing the end of our session together. Um, but before we part, um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today about the asset management program? Well, you know, just really quick, I, I think folks who are listening to this out in the enterprise. You know, there, there's some some tendency to think, oh, great, we, another organization in the core. I, I want to assure everyone that is absolutely not what what asset management is. This is not an organization. It's a it's a set of business practices. There are there are folks around the enterprise who focus on asset management, who focus on making these business practices real and bringing them into normal use, for lack of a better term. But the uh, the asset management program is a the business of inculcating these management practices into the organization, into the functions, into the elements, to, and make it, making it part of normal day-to-day -day business. Encourage everyone to embrace it and, and support it. We have, a, uh, we have a weekly call on Thursday with the enterprise. Every day, every Thursday at 2 o'clock, we get input that way, and we look for people to collaborate with us and help us develop these management paradigms. Obviously, it's best when you have a broad spectrum of, of folks throughout the enterprise to, to develop a management paradigm. So I encourage people to participate in that and, and help us make things better. Thank you, Peter, for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together. <laughs>